Eagles Entertainment. Eagle Eye in the Sky is fueled by Gatorade, the official sports drink of the Philadelphia Eagles. Anything that move, I don't get a hold of him. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right of the week. We've got more training camp as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast fueled by Gatorade continues. I'm Fran Duffy. And as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 343. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with C-Mac and Ben once again to talk through what we saw down here at the NovaCare Complex. The Eagles taking the field for another day of training camp practice. No pads today. Eagles have off on Friday, but uh, plenty of action, a lot of fun one-on-one reps for us to be able to take go through in detail here on the show. Before we get there, though, just a quick reminder. Jump on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, leave us a comment. Appreciate everybody that has done that lately. It's the best way to throw us your support as we get ready to get closer and closer to the 2021 NFL regular season. We've got the Hall of Fame game tonight, Cowboys and Steelers. A week from tonight, the Eagles take the field for the first time for their first preseason action against Pittsburgh. So can't wait. We're getting closer and closer. So if you love if you love this show, if you listen every single week, make sure you go throw us, throw us your support over on Apple Podcasts. And also, while you're there, Make sure you're subscribed to the Journey to the Draft podcast. We're breaking down the top prospects going into the 2021 college football season, getting ready for next year's NFL draft. It's never too early to start looking ahead to the draft. And if you follow this show, uh, you know how strongly I feel about that topic. Now, that said, let's get into what we saw here for training camp today on Thursday. It's time now for Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, well, for our last practice of the week, we're going to go now to Chris McPherson and Ben Fennell. Guys, uh, the Eagles back on the practice field on Thursday down at the Novacare Complex. No pads on today, just uh, just helmets and shorts, but uh, we got a chance to see them take the field. They have the day off on Friday, then a pair of padded practices Saturday and Sunday. Sunday is obviously uh, the first live practice at Lincoln Financial Field. Make sure you get over there. If you have not already, all it is, $10, all benefits uh, towards the Eagles Autism Foundation. You can go watch this team practice live. That starts, I believe, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Time, CMAX. So uh, you can go you get it. your tickets still. Uh, get there early. Get down in the front row. Or if you're like me, you want to go sit up real high, you can see you get your eye in the sky uh, from all the way up <laughs> high and get a sense of exactly what the Eagles are doing offensively and defensively right now. But that being said, guys, we can't get to Sunday without talking about what happened today. Uh, and C-Mac, we'll go to you for uh, some of the big updates here. From a depth chart standpoint, we had a transaction uh, this morning as well. Don't, don't jump the gun with the depth chart stuff. All right, let me get to the transaction. <laughs> so we, we did have one today. Shaquille Taylor, cornerback, was waived, started camp with an injury, was an, a 2020 COVID opt-out. So uh, he's on the picture. The Eagles have nine cornerbacks still on the roster uh, from an injury standpoint, he was one of the guys who made one of the better plays of Wednesday's practice, linebacker Jacoby Stevens. You know, talked about afterwards the coaching points that helped him earn the interception. Well, he's now week to week with a hamstring injury. So a tough development there for the late round pick. But uh, from a positive standpoint for, at the linebacker position, Alex Singleton is in the ramp up period. So hopefully he'll come off the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, some point over the next couple of days, that's going to be big with Davion Taylor, right? Also week to week with a calf injury. Uh, one other in practice injury: wide receiver John Hightower left early, went to the medical tent, 
came back and watched the end of practice on the field. Uh, but no, it's an undisclosed injury. No update from the team at this point in terms of what that is. So it was that's very what early too. I mean, it was during, uh, it was before the wide receiver DB one-on-one. So I think it happened during that opening team period. Uh, yeah. So very early uh, exit for John Hightower. Hopefully nothing too serious there. I was glad that you mentioned Jacoby Stevens. It, it was almost like, you know, I had a list of players to talk about yesterday and it's almost like I misread the list and we didn't discuss him uh, after the interception that he had in the middle of the field on Wednesday's practice with an outstanding play climbing the ladder making the interception uh, in the middle of the field but uh, as you mentioned he is out now so uh, we'll see hopefully he can make his way back in we'd love to see him get some preseason action as he's making that transition to the linebacker position just from a pure depth chart standpoint Honestly, guys, not a lot uh, to report on. It was a Jordan Mailata day at left tackle. Uh, we talked yesterday about hand, Andrew Adams uh, got, getting some reps with the ones and the twos. We saw that again today. So outside of that, I mean, the, the usual shakeup, uh, I had linebacker, lots of guys rotating in and out, all the different changes there. But outside of that, there weren't any really, really big changes uh, that I saw. So uh, I guess now we can just kind of get into our big takeaways and, and Ben, I'll come to you first walking away from the practice field today. Again, a little bit of a lighter practice. Uh, what was your big takeaway uh, from the session? Well, it was a spirited practice. Uh, I th- thought it was one of the better uh, practice sessions in my opinion, especially not having the pads on out there, but really, uh, you know, just taking in some of the aesthetics out there. I was really pleased to see how involved a guy like Brandon Brooks uh, who is unfortunately not healthy at the moment and practicing, but to see how involved he is despite not practicing, to see how attentive Devontae Smith is on the sideline, even though he's not practicing. I mean, Brandon Brooks, the offense team executed a play. He ran right up to talk with Lane Johnson. He's going through those mental reps, even though they may not be physical reps. He's right in the hip of Stoutland talking about looks. He is as involved as any player that is playing. And you just love to see that. And I don't want to then say, well, this guy doesn't do that. And that guy doesn't do that. There's always the other side of that. But to see a caliber player like Brandon Brooks, you know, he's going to be a mainstay of the offensive line. It's disappointing to not see him out there. But his brain is still churning. He's taking those mental reps every play. Just pay attention to him when you see Big 79 on the sideline. And it seems like between reps, too, he's always coaching up uh, Matt Pryor. Uh, you see him working in a rip, Matt Pryor working uh, with that first team unit at right guard. Or, a, or like a Landon Dickerson, who yeah, seems sure. to be asking a lot of questions. You see him after a play pointing and kind of, you know, discussing what the looks are out there. Just staying in the hip pocket of the young guys and the guys now taking his spot. Brandon Brooks, very involved, despite not being out there. I'm just going to bring up another young offensive lineman. Uh, Nate Herbig, who is getting the first team reps with the injuries there along the offensive line. And I did a story on him just before training camp that he had been working out with Lane Johnson and shed 20 to 30 pounds and was at his lowest weight uh, since he was a sophomore in high school. But he said, bring up Brandon Brooks here, that it's that attention to detail is why Brooks is so good because Nate Herbig will go out on a rep and say, Oh, I thought I did a good job. And then he'll watch Brian Brooks go through it and it'll be like, wow, that's what I need to do to get to that level. Um, another thing that Herbert talked about is working with the first team unit. And we talked about this with the guys like Zach McPherson, where we want to see these guys move up the depth chart and just get those opportunities uh, with the different, different groups along the depth chart that it's a different level when you get there, especially that you're seeing more of the ones versus the ones and twos versus twos this season that you're working with the best, but you're also going against the best in practice. So you can really gauge your development and how far you've come. 
No, it's a, a good point, certainly from him. And a lot of these guys that we're talking about were in much different places in terms of the depth chart and, and where they're seeing a year ago at this time. You know, I've talked about this all the time. Like Jalen Hurts, like a year ago, he was taking third team practice reps at, at quarterback and now uh, obviously getting the lion's share of reps uh, with the first team. And so a lot of players in that place. And while we're talking about the offensive line, look, guys, we saw a lot of one on one drills today, a lot of really fun and spirited one on one drills. And I'll honestly, I'll just start with the offensive line and defensive line and we can kind of get thoughts. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about some of the other one on one sessions we saw, but uh, I thought the, the O line really kind of got the, the best. When you look at the, the first team unit, I thought Matt Pryor had a really good rep early on. Jason Kelsey uh, had a really good battle with Javon Hargrave. Nate Herbig had a really good rep. Jordan Mailata had a really good rep. Andre Dillard had one of his best reps uh, in one-on-one over the course of the summer. So uh, I thought today the, the the starters along the offensive line had some really good reps. And then just two names that are kind of like under the radar that I thought have just really kind of stacked impressive days. Casey Tucker, uh, I brought him up a couple times over the last week or so. So he's really stacked some nice practices together. You know, Patrick Johnson tried to get inside him uh, and Patrick Johnson, a really athletic rusher. He tried a late inside move and Tucker just used that post hand, that inside hand and just shut the door and then threw him down to the ground on the next rep. uh, Teron Jackson, the other rookie, he tried to just go straight bull rush on that inside half. And Tucker was able to, to, uh, to block that as well. And kind of just dropped the anchor and showed that off. So um, to me, this is the best I've seen. Casey Tucker, look, I'm excited to continue watching him. And the T.Y. McGill, um, he's really impressive as well. Just can win in a lot of different ways. He's quick. He showed off some power uh, today in the drill. So uh, T.Y. McGill, Casey Tucker, a couple of under-the-radar linemen that stood out. But uh, like I said, guys, there were a lot of really fun uh, one-on-one drills. We saw the receivers and DBs down in the red zone. We saw running backs and linebackers running pass routes, uh, the tight ends and safeties. It looked like we're working on the far side of the field, so we didn't get really a chance to uh, watch too much of that. But um, it was fun getting a chance to see all these one-on-ones, Ben. I don't know if you guys took a peek at the one-on-ones going on the other side with Darius Slay and Jalen Rieger. They face each other four times today in some of the most spirited one-on-one competitions I had seen in camp. They each kind of took their licks. They each got, uh, you know, won the down, should you say. And they each kind of took their lumps within the down, whether it's Rieger getting himself open and then dropping a pass or maybe really tight coverage from Darius Slay. And then Rieger one hands the catch, you know? So I just felt like it was a really good session between two high caliber receiver corner. I mean, that catch catch by Rieger was, I mean, maybe the best individual play in camp yet. No, no question there. One handed going up top over the pro bowl cornerback to make the grab going real quick back to the defensive alignments. And it'll be interesting because we know that Jonathan Gannon comes from the Mike Zimmer school and Fran, you've broken this down over the years with Mike Zimmer and that double a gap blitz. You wonder, are we going to get to see a little of that here in Philadelphia? You know, he's been very creative, very multiple with the look so far in camp. It could be as simple as look, I want to see the guys do it in practice to see if they can do it on the field. It could be Jeff Statland saying, I want my offensive lineman to get looks against it, to know how to protect it because you're going to see it over the course of the season. Or it could be a test to see if our players can execute it. I'm going to have this in my arsenal at some point during the season. And at the very least, if we're talking about, then maybe other teams are going to say, we're going to have to prepare for it. And that's extra time they're spending in the film room to get ready for it. So very interesting to see what they do do throughout camp here. But from the big takeaway for me here, and this goes to 
the one-on-one red zone wide receiver battle between Slay and Rager is mental toughness. Okay. Players are going to have their ups. They're going to have their downs. It's can you show up on a consistent basis? Can you have short-term memory loss to say, no matter what happened the previous play, can I go out there and execute? And Jalen Rager, okay, you know, he was corrected by head coach Nick Sirianni and pass game coordinator Kevin Petulo during the middle of Wednesday's practice. And Sirianni was asked about it on Thursday and said the toughest position is for any guy to have on the team is the one that the wide or the one that the head coach played. Okay. We know that Nick Sirianni played wide receiver at Mount Union. He has extensive coaching experience at the position. So, you know, he's passionate about that position and wants, he's setting a high level expectations and wants to see perfection out of that group. Okay. So he's going to get on those guys a little bit more. So for Rager to come out here and, you know, we all know that what he's dealt with early on in camp, he had uh, a, a friend who, who tragically passed away and that weighed on his mind and, and Rager talked briefly about it with someone who was like a little brother to him. So he's dealing with that while trying to, you know, get up to speed here in a new offense in his second year, you know, it showed tremendous toughness by Rager to go out there against one of the best cornerbacks in the league and put on a show. But also, like you said, Ben, have a couple, you know, ups and downs throughout the, throughout the day there. But I thought it was great mental toughness after what Rager went through yesterday to come out here and to make some big plays showing what he can do. It's we all know we've seen glimpses of what Jalen Rager is capable of capable of. That's why he was a first round pick by the Philadelphia Eagles. The question now is, can we see him deliver on a consistent basis? Yeah. And, and, you know, there were a lot of headlines yesterday about uh, some of the coaching he took on the field. Nick Sirianni talked about that in his press conference this morning and just seeing him bounce back from that uh, and you know make one of the best plays at camp. He was very active today in team periods as well. Uh, they got him the football in a lot of different ways. So uh, I, I have really no doubts that Jalen Rager is going to be a big part uh, of this offense here moving into, you the know, Fran, without season. detailing, obviously, each of those creative ways, but any given rep of Rieger. It's like a compass right there. He could go north, south, east, west. There's no just like everything is being released up the field. On any given play, he could be going any different direction. It's a lot of fun to watch, and he's going to be one of these creative, versatile kind of chess pieces for the offense where you're never going to get into a rhythm of where he lines up or how he gets that ball. Any other one-on-one reps that, that stood out to us guys? I mean, uh, there was a, a Steven Nelson pass breakup against Travis Fulgham that stands out to me. C-Mac, that happened right in front of you and me uh, in the corner of the end zone. And, and by the way, uh, that is not an easy feat because Travis Fulgham's been awesome in one-on-one. So uh, <laughs> Steven Nelson climbing the ladder and getting the ball on the ground. Uh, JJ, I think a white side had a nice catch on a slant. Zach McPherson has had some pass breakups today. Uh, he had a couple down there in the end zone. So uh, some good individual one-on-one reps. You know, some good battle. We don't really, sorry, C-Mac, we don't really talk good. about on a daily basis, but I'm starting to see, I think these guys are getting sick of each other is slot receiver Greg Ward against slot corner Avante Maddox every single day. And these guys are so competitive. It's always tight coverage. It always takes a tough catch. And they just seem like they're getting sick of facing each other. It's kind of that iron sharpening iron. But this eighth practice, guys are getting annoyed. 
and something that defenses are being coached on, get that ball out. So what are they doing? They're clawing, they're scratching, they're punching. They're one of the team sessions. Elijah Holyfield just stopped and said, sick of you guys punching me all the time. It's just that type of emphasis to getting the ball out from Jonathan Gannon's guys. That's going to frustrate offensive players. Hopefully we don't have to punch our own guys after a couple of weeks here and we get the ball out some opponents. But now that we're in the eighth practice, start paying attention to who's getting a little frustrated out there. We're starting to get some position battles, some roster battles and some scheme and philosophy stuff like punching that ball out. Running backs are getting sick of it. Well, it's funny because not only are they getting it from the defenders, but assistant head coach, running backs coach Jamal Singleton in the individual drills puts on a boxing glove and is out there trying to, to punch the ball out. So well, Elijah might Holyfield. not be the guy you want to take a punch back. From. I was just going to say that I, 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 of all the guys to pass, like, you know, I might go after, you know, Kenny Gainwell or uh, Jason Huntley right, or right, Boston we'll, we'll Scott. Tell, we'll tell like, Kenny that. Well, we'll no, like Kenny I'll that. take all, all, one of the other guys. I'm not, I'm not messing with, uh, with Elijah Holyfield. Like I, that's, that's just me personally. Hey, he gets sweaty out there. Those biceps are glistening and you see those yeah. muscles kind of bulging. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably saying, all right, all right, you got it. <laughs> you know, real quick though, going back to uh, the battles that are getting uh, feisty out there, and, and Ben, you mentioned the Greg Ward Avante Max. There was one bullet that Jalen Hurts fired that that just barely. It was great coverage by Maddox, but the pass and and I think is it is it was it Troy Vincent who said over the years that you know time after time again, no matter what, you know a great throw is always going to beat great coverage, and that was just the case here where Jalen Hurts just fired a laser. Uh, into number 84's hands and did a great job of coming down with it in the back corner of the end zone, showing off that accuracy in the, in the tight windows. And that's why it's been good seeing a lot of red zone work in this first week of training camp because you get to see the new offense. You get Jalen Hurts working with these tight windows and what it's going to be like on a game day. Also, just from a coaching note, it was interesting that Coach Sirianni said that today was the last day of installation. So moving forward, it's going to be guys going through the offensive plays for the second time around. And I think coach Sirianni is going to be very excited to see what do the guys like Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and an offensive lineman and all the way down, how do they do executing these plays for the second and the third time? You know, did they learn from the coaching mistakes from the first time? Is it going to be a little bit crisper out there? And it's going to be a good couple of days here between, you know, the day off on Friday for the players, you get, the field back on the field Saturday and then the public practice. I mean, everyone's going to be scrutinizing what this offense does come Sunday evening. They're going to want to show out there. So it'll be very interesting to see how Hertz and company uh, pick up their game. I'm sitting way up top, Fran. I've been dying for some fresh all 22. I just want to see this practice (laughs) from a high angle. I'm going way up there to the three hundreds and taking my own coaching tape view this Sunday. All right, well, confirmed. I'll be down on the sideline then just to make sure we're, you know, get, get away from you guys for a little bit. Uh, any other, I mean, Ben, you were over by the uh, the running back linebackers as well. I know you had your eye uh, over there. You were kind of splitting the difference there uh, with in terms of looking at the receiver DBs, which you were lucky, by the way. You were right in front of uh, Slay and Rager as they were battling on the, the I, I guess, the right side. I was kind of right just side. looking left and right, left and right, <laughs> and kind of splitting the two fields there. Luckily, all those Rager-Slay battles were on the – near side of where I was. So I was able to just peek over my shoulder there, but some good uh, receptions from guys you may not expect carry on Johnson plucked a couple down the field receptions. Some there, they arced in there really nice. Some where the quarter or the running back coach, wherever the assistant was decided to fire it in there down the field as well, just past the head of the linebacker where it wasn't an easy catch. He plucked them both. 
he looked really good out there. Jason Huntley made a couple nice catches as well. And maybe some bigger linebackers you might not expect to be sticky in coverage, like an Eric Wilson or a TJ Edwards. These guys are very, very savvy and very comfortable in coverage. Now, you may think, hey, they're 230, maybe 240. They're probably not that cover linebacker prototype. They're more than comfortable, and they do it with a little bit of physicality. They want to get their hands on you, but they're big, they're hulking, and that, most importantly, they're comfortable out there. They don't panic. So a couple good reps from some uh, maybe unexpected guys out in there in the uh, running back linebacker one-on-ones. Yeah, I knew you were over there. That's why, you know, I was, let's make sure uh, we get that uh, from Ben. You had mentioned that carry on uh, had a, uh, had a good day uh, over in that session. C-Mac, were there uh, any takeaways uh, from your end that you were, cause there was, uh, we had the one-on-ones early and there were a bunch of team sessions. The only thing that made it tough was that it was kind of tough to be able, like they're in that middle field. So we're not working on the sideline and very often they were going the opposite way. So the whole offense and defense is right in front of us. So we're all like dispersed out over the width of the entire practice field uh, to be able to get a sense. But uh, any takeaways uh, from, from some of that team 11 on 11 action more, more, this is more of a big picture observation, but we are getting into the, you want to say the groundhog day, the dog days of camp where, you're hoping that, you know, you're getting to the point where you want to see someone in another jersey. You're tired of seeing the same guy day in and day out. But I thought the defense just brings tremendous energy day in and day out. They were fired right off the jump after that uh, wide receiver defensive back red zone one-on-ones. You know, Vontae Max made a big play to kind of kick things off there in the next team session. And the defense was just all fired up from that. You know, Brandon Graham has his contagious energy day in and day out. Uh, they just do a great job of making it a game as close to a game like atmosphere as possible, uh, not making it easy for the offense whatsoever and just really bringing the juice each and every day to practice. So th- it's more of a, a big picture takeaway from there, but um, the defense keeping it spicy out there on the practice field. That, that Maddox forced fumble and we couldn't let it again because it was a little. 